Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. There's nothing more that I love than a woman who stands in her power, truly claiming it, who's a trailblazer, who stands in integrity and authenticity. And today's guest is that and so much more. Aisha Marshall is a marketing consultant that was recognized as Forbes 30 under 30 class of 2021. In 2016, Aisha founded and scaled a creative agency specializing in branding, marketing, and public relations. She brought that company to a multiple six figures. Aisha spearheaded the creative development and digital media strategy for the business across a variety of industries, including fashion, beauty, and alcohol. Uh, And today's conversation is just going to blow you away. Hello, super expanders. Let me introduce you to Aisha Marshall my my mentor my coach and oh i'm so inspired by you on the daily and i'm so excited to have you here oh thank you i'm very excited to be here and um i'm excited for your podcast i'm excited to you know see it grow and just kind of share a space with you um that is exciting for me um, thank you yep so so excited so you know, this podcast is all about organic, real conversations. So I would love for you to share just a little bit about who you are and what exactly you do in this world, your purpose, your passion, all the things. So um, like you mentioned, my name is Aisha Marshall. um, And it just got me thinking when you're like who you are and all of the things. And I feel like the, the first thing that people do when they introduce themselves is like what they do. Um, but a theme in my life this year is not necessarily based off of what you do, but who you are like on the inside, my word for this year is integrity. And, um, I am more than what I do. So I am a believer, my wife, my daughter, um, a great friend, and I am a great at marketing. Um, I'm a marketing consultant, ran an agency, and yeah, that's that's me. I love that on so many so many levels because that's part of when I say who you are. It's exactly it, and I love that that landed for you to to share it that way. I'm fully obsessed that your word is integrity because integrity is literally my top core value. Um, and it wasn't until, I mean, I've, I've known that it's 
than a core value, but I did not quite realize that it was my top core value until I was healing some of my own personal triggers mm-hmm. in just in these past few months. And so I, when you said your, your word was integrity, I just got these like, like buzzing chills <laughs> on my arm. I'm like, see, I knew it. I knew, I knew this is why I got, so I, I won the lottery when uh, inside of Fast Foundations, the yeah. mastermind, you, I was like, oh, when I got the message that you were my coach <laughs> and my mentor, I was like, oh my gosh, how, how did I get so lucky? I, I totally won the lottery. And yeah. this just even reinforces it to like the next level. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is so crazy about the word for me though? Um, like every year, my husband and I will choose a word and it's usually based off of the previous year, year, like things we could have done better at. And, um, this year we have like our tradition of every year at the top of the year on like how we kind of formulate and plan our lives and whatever. And this year, the day before planning, I wasn't thinking, Ooh, I have, what's our word. Like I just usually we'll just come together and talk and then I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a good word based off of the year we had and we could work on this year, blah, 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 blah. The night before I had a dream about the word integrity and all of these different like weird scenarios were happening that were all different forms of integrity. Like not what you think. I feel like initially what you think is like honesty, telling the truth, like, you know, there's, but the word is just so vast and can take on so many different things. Anyway, so I like to share that because Usually when I hear people say my word of the year, I'm always like, well, like what, how did that come about? And for me, it was always just the past, but now I'm like, clearly there's some sort of subconscious slash divine intervention that happened for the word integrity. So I love that we both share in that word together. Oh my gosh. There. Yes. I love that too. There is so much depth to the word and the meaning. So let's let's dig a little deeper. What was, <laughs> I want to talk about this dream. Can we talk about it? Is that like, okay, will you share? Yeah. I mean, it's totally fine. Part, some of the scenarios I don't quite remember, but one scenario <laughs> was I was like coaching cheer or at cheer practice. I actually don't remember which one was which. And I was talking about the integrity of something, meaning like it's how good is it? right? The integrity of this, like how quality is it? And then another one was like working out. And I was, we were talking about working out and I was like, see, this is also an example of integrity because you skipped the workout. So you're not being honest by blah, 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 blah. Right. So yeah, I love that. I love that. That's like, um, I mean, there's like the integrity of how something's built, how you're showing up, how like, are you really showing up and delivering the best that you possibly can? And that's really funny inside of the, this coaching type industry that we all sort of like orbit in that it's like, it's almost becomes subject to opinion, even though it actually isn't really it, because if you're not delivering on what you promised you're not showing up in integrity right or like my biggest thing accountability has always been like super huge for me and a trigger for me is when people don't do what they say they're going to do like that's always been such a huge trigger for me anyone in my life that it's like I will do this and then they don't do it and I'm like just don't say it and like we wouldn't be here right um 
But the other aspect of that is internal consistency. And so for me, that takes shape in so many ways, like even just with your self-talk, even with, you know, you're working out, your eating habits, like the things, your morning routine, like internal consistency, vitamins, like daily practices, meditation, like that's integrity. And so not a lot of people talk about integrity in that way. And I didn't really, until I did a deep dive into the word, I had told my husband about the dream and I was like, well, let's, he was like, really? You think so? I'm like, I don't know. I just dreamt about it. Like, let's just see what it means. Like, let's look up the definition. Like, and then there's all of these things. It's like internal consistency, um, the quality of being honest, having strong moral principles, which is, those are the things that we know, like moral uprightness, um, but then like the condition of being unified. So like for us in our marriage, like being unified in our marriage is huge, but I would never quantify that to mean integrity. So um, it had so much, I mean, there's so much to unpack there in so many different ways. And yeah, I'm like quite literally obsessed with the word these days. So, so good. And I can see that too, because when you're talking about, um, just the internal chatter and our health practices. It, integrity, it's also, I don't know that it would be fully like a synonym, but like comes with it is this congruency, right? And so if you're mm-hmm. not walking the walk that you're preaching to your audience, to your followers and your business, to your relationships, then there you're out of integrity internally, which means that you're not showing up in integrity and you are the only one that really is going to know and that's like such a big thing with it like we got honoring our own internal commitments right that's where that's where it all begins all of it and if you can't honor your own internal commitments how can you honor your external commitments fully in full integrity right and then the other facet of that is a lot of people will use that as an excuse like you know I'm not showing up here because I'm not showing up for myself but that might mean how you show up for yourself is also not an integrity and that takes another look inside to see is this an excuse or do I really need to evaluate how I show up for my life and like internally right um and that's hard. It is. It is. Oh, I feel like this conversation <laughs> just like go yeah, on and go forever. on for mm-hmm. a really, really long time. I, I love obviously the word. I love the idea that it's going to be kind of a, a North Star for you mm-hmm. for the year. I'm already feeling like we were going to have to have a conversation about this when the, yeah. when the year ties in a bow, all of the right. the learnings, the depth of all of it, because I'm really curious, mm-hmm. super curious. So integrity is, is the word for, for the year. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your business, because even though we're, it's not who you are, I'd love to just just talk about it a little bit because you've had some serious accomplishments, right? I mean, you've, you've got, you won, was it, it's Forbes, right? Mm-hmm. 30 under 30, which yes. is, that's a big, that's a big deal. Yes. Yes, that is. And um, the interesting part about it, at least where I'm at my journey right now is I'm an Enneagram three. And if you're familiar with it, or if you're not familiar with it, I'm very accolade driven, like things 
prizes, accomplishments matter to me. Um, and if I'm not in alignment or if I'm not in integrity with my best self, that can cloud my why, right? So while that is a big accomplishment, um, to fuel my, to not fuel my like worst self, I'm wanting to, and not in this podcast today or with you, but this is just like helpful for anyone else that may be a three that may be going through some of the similar things, be acknowledged for the type of person I am rather than my accolades, because that fuels me to be more accolade driven, right? Like being rewarded for the thing is the validation that I seek as opposed to seeking validation for other things, period. But yes, four of 30 under 30 is a big deal. Um, and yeah, I got it in marketing and advertising for an agency that I scaled um, to the multiple, multiple six figures, um, super, super close to hitting the seven figure mark. And it was hard ass work <laughs> to get there. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the real, real, these big dreams, these big accomplishments, they take work friends. Oh my gosh. Yes. And lots of it. Mm -hmm. uh, don't any, don't let anybody tell you any different. All right. And wow. Yes, we are not our accomplishments. It certainly does feel pretty freaking good to be recognized for them. <laughs> it totally does. I feel it's, like a, a especially when they're I'm like, I know. I'm like, don't acknowledge me for these things because then my ego is like, oh yeah. And then I also, right. Um, I'm just joking, but yeah, it does feel, <laughs> it does feel really good. I blame it on my mom. I mean, I love her to death, but when I was younger, um, I would just get rewarded for good grades. Like I could, I could literally have bad behavior, but if I had straight A's, all was well in the world for her. So that's why I'm like, you know, that's why I am the way I am. Well, I, I achiever, but a little bit of a rule break maybe on the <laughs> <Yeah>. other side. <laughs> a little bit of a, of a, of a trailblazer because mm -hmm. of that, I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then the next layer of that, I'd love actually, even before we start talking about big, like who super expanders have been for you, you made a big move that I love to, for you to like share a little bit about. And a reason I want to talk about it, it's almost like selfishly on my, on my part, because I just recently took a big move in similar vein. And I'd love to hear what, what was the driving point. And I know like it takes a little bit of like in courage to, to take a leap into something. So you are an investor, right? You're an, mm -hmm. you're an investor in an all female founded funded company, mm -hmm. which is a startup. And when we invest in startups, that is, it's a, it's a, it's a brave move. It, ha it is right. Because there's obviously an, an investments period, there's no guarantees, but right. when you're putting your own personal money into a company, that's a brave move. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of money work that comes around, like investing just in something in general, right? Like money mindset and all of the things. I am thankful to bring it back to my mom for her 
giving me the money mindset of when you give money, never expect it back. Um, in any instance, investments different, right? You want to do your due diligence, due diligence, make sure it makes sense, make sure it's a sound investment and all of the things. But like you said, it's not always guaranteed. A return is not always guaranteed. You know, people can like shit the bed and then you don't have anything to show for it. And that's okay. It's all learning experience. But, um, for this particular company, it was almost a no brainer only because I believe in the company I was working with it at, at the inception. So, um, I created the logo, the branding, the packaging, like all of the things, the social presence, the tone of voice, like it just felt like my creative DNA was involved in it. I believed the slash believe, still believe in the product um, and what was being built. So I think that's probably a hurdle when it comes to investing too, right? Do you believe in the product? Do you think the proof of concept makes sense? Like, how do you feel about it? Um, when it comes to like your first investments. Um, people who just invest as a hobby might be a little bit of a different criteria. Um, and then the other aspect of it was with respect to the investment in the same way that men do it, like it's kind of a networking opportunity if, if the company facilitates that. And because I knew that was going to be the case, that quote unquote risk plus me believing in the company, plus the potential to network with other women who were wake, make way more money than me, do way more things than I do, women that I aspire to be like, that this isn't their first company that they've invested in. They have a serious investment portfolio, millions in the market. Like That's who I want to be around. That's who I want to learn from. That's who I want to call me up. And so that was also a no-brainer. Um, and literally, it's probably one of the best things that I've ever done. But with respect okay. to that, another like investment is time, right? Uh, because it's a startup, it's helpful when your investors invest their time in helping you build. And so that there's no necessary, there's no monetary exchange there. But um, when you believe in something and you invest your time into something, that's the same, in my opinion the equivalent, and I don't know if you, how religious you are, but like you can invest your money, time, talents into something. And that's a, an example of service. And so um, being able to invest my time into this company was also something that I wanted to be able to do in an act of service because I enjoyed the brand and I believe in it. And I know that I'm not necessarily expecting anything back, but just having that, um, as a North star, as a heart centered place that you, you always get a return one way or another. It may not be in this company. It may be in this company. It may not be in this season. It may be in this season, but when you lead in service, like you will always get an equal, if not more energy exchange with respect to that. I feel like if you guys weren't paying attention, you might want to go back and rewind that because she just dropped some serious investment tips right there just so you know i love all of the the juicy bits that you just you just shared with us and i feel like one of the big takeaways from that is it almost our investments ever safe but there's an element of safety because 
of how, I mean, like you really intimately know the company. You're so invested in it, which also means an invested even outside of the dollars, means that there's a, an amount of not control, that's not the word I'm looking for, but a little bit because in terms of like being able to advocate for the company, which is going to also be a huge piece for success. And then I also feel like the idea of having this network of women to really learn from is worth like how, every, right. every how could ounce. You how yeah, could you lose? Even if the, even if nothing comes of it, the people that I've met, the opportunities that have come from that, it's priceless, right? Eventually you end up getting your money back based off of referrals or, you know, people who want to work with you and so on. Absolutely. So good. Which really so nicely brings us to the next question I have for you, which is, I have a question for you. Have you joined the super expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. On your journey through all of your your business, your coaching, your investments, where you've arrived at this place and stage in in your life. Who has it like who's who have you encountered that has been a super expander for you? And I'm sure you have had many and we can talk about as many as you you want to talk about. Who has it been that's shown you that it's possible to blaze the trail to create these, these big things in, in your life, in your business, in your relationships, all the areas. I think that, um, typically like when people think about expanders and you tie correlate them to a big dream or an idea or somebody that can show you, Hey, look what I did. You can do it too. Um, that's all in well, but I think what might be an unconventional way to think about it is someone that can show you, that shows you this is the sty in your eye, or this is the flaw that you have. This is the flaw that I had. And there is a path to come out of it on the other side to be your best self. Um, that is a most recent expansion that I had back in March of last year. Um, it was in a mastermind with this woman and, or with a lot of people, but this one woman in particular, um, we were paired in a group every single day and they were all randomly selected groups. So it was just like, holy cow, like why am I paired in every group with her? And she had told me like, you know, you're, I'm noticing that you're a codependent person. And I was like, what me? Like I'm an only child. I'm very independent because you have to be as an only child. Like I've 
I've never been like, come hang out with me. Hey, stay here. Like, come do this with me. I've been, you know, I'll do it on my own. It's fine. But that's not a traditional term of codependency, which I didn't know. Codependency actually shows up in forms of like, more traditionally, people who are around people with an addiction like alcoholism, even eating disorders, any sort of addiction across the board, not just like illegal drug related, right? Just people with addictive personalities in general. And so what ends up happening is you have person A, zero addiction, person B, addiction. Um, And addiction sounds so bad. It could literally be any single thing, but person A, zero addiction is living with, working with, anything with this next other person usually they're married to the other person um and person a will try to control person b to help them to help at the situation that both of them are probably tied in but then eventually person b realizes that their behavior Whichever way they move, person A will move because they're trying to control them. And then person B ends up being the one that's in control. And so that's a codependent relationship. And I had no clue. I knew none of this at the time. And I was still learning so much about codependency. But I was so offended when she told me that. And she just like blurted it out. And I was just like, what? Like you, first of all, you don't know me, one. Um, And then... She kept trying to like clean it up after, which, you know, sometimes someone will say something and then it's like maybe borderline offensive or like it came out wrong. And then you just spend like hours later trying to clean up what you said. And I just didn't want to be around her. (laughs) And so the last day there was another gal that was in the um, mastermind and she was an Enneagram coach and can like personality type people very easily. So the conversation of codependency comes up again, and I'm literally cannot even hear the words that are coming out of her mouth because I'm just like so irritated, you know, like you're not really listening when you're irritated with somebody. You're just like, you're just not listening. You're just thinking about your response when they're done talking. Um, So the Enneagram coach explained codependency and how they felt like it was showing up for me. And it was true. And I was able to hear the Enneagram coach because she's, she was kinder. Her delivery was much softer. Um, and I couldn't unhear it from that day on. And it made me change the entire way I do business, the entire way I run my agency, the entire way I do anything, the entire way that I, how my marriage is, how I lead my team, my team members, my staff, like it just changed everything because I was hundred percent a codependent person trying to control facets of my business that weren't unable to be controlled. And so, um, this was in March. So we're going to come up on a year and like a few months and everything is completely changed, completely, completely shifted. Like I've changed so many cause it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the success if the inside doesn't match. And I say that to say, yeah, for 30 under 30, yeah, on track to make a million dollars. Yeah, all of the things, but like it wasn't an integrity. And so talking with this gal afterwards, when I, after the mastermind, I came back to work and I was like noticing it everywhere. Like 
noticing how it came up for me in work, which is what she kind of like exposed. And I just couldn't work the same anymore. I just, I started to see it and I'm like, I need to change this environment. I need to get out of this environment. Um, and even small snippets of it were in my marriage. And I told my husband, like, we have a codependent relationship and these things need to change because X, Y, and Z. And he was like, wow, yeah, we do. So, um, and in our marriage, it wasn't like that it was non-action, right? Like I would ask my husband to do something and he wouldn't do it. So I would just do it. But then I would get resentful because now I'm doing everything. And he would be like, she's going to do it. Right. But could you imagine being in business like that? You can only do so much. Yes. Oh my gosh. Burnout, anger, resentment, burnout, anger, resentment, fatigue. I was working 18 hour days. My project manager, also a codependent person was working 18 hour days and we were just more happy. And so we needed to change things and everything has shifted since then. I'm like starting everything from scratch, revamping things like how they should be. And um, it's a journey, but it's an alignment, it's an integrity. And I'm much more happier in my marriage, in my personal life, in my, like the self-work that comes along with figuring out that just because you're codependent in one area doesn't mean it's not showing up in other areas of life. And I'm super thankful for the woman who is now one of my really good friends <laughs> um, for exposing that in me because she had it in herself and had a similar situation where she was in business and had a codependent relationship with someone she was in business with and had to get out of that relationship. And now is an uber successful woman that woman that I like literally aspire to be um, based off of making that pivot and kind of starting over in a sense. And that was an expansive time for me. It was like the wool was lifted over your eyes. You can't unknow what you know anymore. And you have you either take action or you don't. You're choosing success or you're choosing failure every day. Such a powerful story. And I love that is the lens with which you were seeing super expander because that is exactly and like it's not our our super expanders aren't always it's not a it's not a comfortable thing it's expansion is is growth so as we're kind of exploring this idea of of codependency and kind of like opening your eyes up to it I would love to know what was like the first action step that you implemented once you became like really aware and understood what it meant and where it was where it was like showing up in your life in your business and your relationships like what was the first thing you did um the first thing I did when I was like when I realized that I had just an inkling like when I realized that what she was saying was true then you want to go back and like I don't know do research on it all I I got a book called codependency no more started reading that and it felt very extreme to where I was because it was all like addiction related with respect to alcohol or drugs or an eating disorder and that wasn't anything that I was experiencing um but I still at the time wasn't sure what action needed to be taken or like what actual first step there was to change anything um I had had conversations with um, the person that I was in business with, but nothing 
none of the conversations were new, but it was never, this is codependency. This is, this, this is that, right? Um, I did a, leading up to that, I was having hearing problems. Like I felt like my ears were constantly plugged. Um, I would have to like work with headphones because I couldn't like hear properly. It was just like, it felt like my ear was plugged. And I was like, maybe I have like, have you seen those TikToks where they'll like pull, they'll pull wax out of your ear. And like, I was like, maybe, (laughs) maybe I have too much wax buildup. Like, I don't know why I can't hear. And then it would switch ears. And it was so weird. I was like, it, it was bothering me for probably three months at minimum and off and on. Some days I would have it. Some days I wouldn't. And, um, I have a friend who, a really good friend of mine who does sound baths and I had never gone to one before, but I was just going to hers to support her because she was having like this community sound bath where like everybody in the, in Phoenix will come to this one place to do a sound bath. And so I went and she was like, come sit up front. And I'm like, okay. So I sit up front or I lay down up front. She does the sound bath and I'm just like, Oh, this is like a nice meditation. It's cool. And, uh, my throat started to get really tense and tight. And I was like, <gasps> at this point in time, I hadn't had COVID yet. And so I was like, do I have COVID? Like what just happened? Like I, my throat feels so tight, kind of like tight when you're like almost about to cry, but I didn't feel like I needed to cry. It was weird. It just felt like, holy moly, somebody's like strangling me almost. And, um, again, the car and I'm like, I must've had a negative side effect to this sound bath. Maybe I was too close to the bowls and it was vibrating weird. I don't know. Cause you can feel, have you ever done a sound bath before? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's so wild. And there's like, I have some stories I could tell you yes. about the way, the way the energy moves yes. and like, you're, it's what you're talking about. And it's, yes. yeah, you can feel it. It's like, woo, yes. Woo. Yes. So now that I know a little bit more research about sound and sound baths is, is every bowl. And I didn't really know this at the time. Cause I didn't know anything about sound chakras, nothing in all fairness. I was like, Oh, it's just like, woo woo. I don't know. It's like fake, whatever people just need to believe in something. And so they're believing in that. Um, which me, I'm very science-based. Like if you can tell me the science behind it and then I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Right. So let me explain the science before I tell you like what ended up happening. Um, we're made of water, right? A lot. I don't even know what the percentage is, but it's like, I don't know, over 70% or something like that of water. And so each bowl, um, vibrates when you run some like stick around it it vibrates. So if you put water in sound bowls, you can see the water vibrating as you're like running the little like stick around it to make it move. Well, each bowl vibrates at the same frequency. Everything is energy. Energy is vibration. Okay. Each bowl vibrates at the same frequency as your chakra. I believe I'm explaining this right. I hope I am as a specific chakra in your body. So let's just say if we're focusing on the sacral chakra, whatever, however things vibrate in that area of your body, the bowl kind of vibrates as well. And then gets you vibrating as well. And, and you hear people say like your body keeps score, right? Like if you're stressed, if you have trauma, anything that happens, your body keeps the score and maybe it doesn't manifest itself in that time for you to heal, but it takes some time to manifest itself. For me, when I'm stressed, when I was at the most pinnacle stress of my entire life, I started to develop an autoimmune disease in my skin. My body was keeping score. 
I wasn't going to therapy. I wasn't doing any, I wasn't exercising. I wasn't doing anything to like move that energy or move that stress in and out of my body. So what ends up happening? The energy moves to my body in an autoimmune disease. Same thing with trauma. Some people hold trauma in different places of their body. That's how cancer forms, all of the things. Anyways, before we go into this whole like scientific thesis, the, my throat was hurting because my throat chakra was blocked. So I get in the car. I didn't know this. I get in the car and I'm Googling negative side effects from sound bath because I'm convinced that I had a bad experience because all of a sudden my throat is hurting. And then I finally get to like, a da- not a rabbit hole, but like, you know, Google will open up other suggestions for you. Yeah. It's like throat chakra blocked. And I was like, okay, unblock your throat chakra. I don't know. I was like symptoms of a blocked throat chakra. Cause I'm like, well, let me see if the, if I'm experiencing what it's saying. And then if it's true, if this is what I'm feeling, then I'll figure out how do I unblock it. And, um, symptoms of a block throat chakra were loss of hearing and I'm like I know I literally was like what the fuck I actually have been losing my hearing up until this point and um then I said okay how do you unblock your throat chakra I was reading about the throat chakra and it was saying like you have something that you need to say but you're not saying it and that I literally cried on the whole way home after that in the car crying, sobbing. Cause I knew I'm like, wow. And I went home, said what I need to say, said I things need to change or else I can't do this anymore. And there wasn't any change. And so after that, it was March, and then in April went by, nothing. May went by, nothing. June, nothing. July, I just had enough. And um and the action was extreme, but I was like, I need to shut down the agency and start something new. And literally all from the mastermind that March. Wow. Mm-hmm. And your hearing is back to. Yeah. I haven't had a hearing problem since. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It's I say yes, crazy, but no not (laughs) no when you when you like understand it and you like read up on throat chakras and sound baths and all of the things like when you do that you're like okay scientifically this makes so much sense for me I was like I don't even believe in any of that like I I just not believe but it just didn't seem it seemed like make-believe I don't know and it's not. <laughs> so I was just like, I couldn't even believe it. My throat stopped hurting. Yeah. I haven't had a hearing problem since. So what I really love about that is, so 100%, it's not a placebo effect it, because, mm-hmm. because you came in essentially kind of like blank slate. It wasn't like you were going in with a preconceived thought or notion of what should come out of this sound bath. You were going to support your friend, the whole entire idea. You didn't even think it had anything to do with that until you're like, maybe the sound was like, got me. It was bad. <laughs> you didn't even think it was like, I thought it was bitch. bad. Exactly. I'm like, this sound is expired. It's contaminated. Something happened to me as wrong. <laughs> so that's what I love about, about that so much, the story and how you research it 
took action and all of the things, the sequence of events that have happened after for you being so, so powerful, so potent, because that, I mean, that's what I, I think when we start to listen to our intuition and that's, I mean, not all of that's really kind of tied in, in together is a sequence of events that begins, begins to happen. And the idea that, that sound can impact our lives in such a, such a crazy potent way is so, so cool. Yeah, it's actually, it's crazy. It's phenomenal. And I love it so much at the, now that I've, that was my experience. I tend to experience things great when I don't know what to expect. Like I did my, like not first meditation, but like serious meditation on a Joe Dispenza audio. And I was like, I had never experienced anything like that in my whole life. And I'm like, now I need to just go into things and not know anything about it. Cause I just ended up like doing really well. But anyways, um, after my husband and I did our like new year's planning, we'll plan out the year and then kind of break it down. Like what that looks like by month with actionable items, blah, 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 blah. Well, we did like a sound bath to like lock it all in, which I thought was nice. He had never done one before and it was just, it was nice. So, yeah. So, so good. Now you have to find out, and I don't know, so, you know, the frequency scale mm-hmm. where integrity falls in on the frequency scale, because then you can like have uh, like some binaural beats going on in the background Ooh. to support your, your word for the year. That's a good idea. That's such a good idea. I think after this, I'm probably going to look that up. Yeah. So I feel like just based on like synonyms, because I mean, integrity, I don't think actually is a word on the frequency yeah. scale, but I feel like you could pinpoint it based yeah. on what's there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. So good. Such a juicy conversation. Well, I mean, I feel like we're already kind of like, my next question is in a way we've already touched on it, but I feel like let's dive into it just a little bit deeper. So let's shelf the idea of, of achievements and like numbers in the bank account, all of those things. If we were to be on this podcast a year from now, which I feel like we should totally should, how do you want to feel? But how is that? Like, how can that be your North star, how you want to feel? Because I feel like when we take action on how we want to feel, that's when we open ourselves up to things that are greater than the goals that we put onto to paper. Yeah. Um, this is a good question. I, at the end of this past year, I felt like, um, my husband and I had talked about this, the year like totally kicked our ass. Like we just had so many things from so many different angles, familial, work-wise, which also trickles into financial. Like it just, it wasn't the same. It wasn't, we weren't even nearly close to our goals, which is okay because of life. But we came out so good that it you sometimes forget, right? So I felt like we had to keep reminding ourselves, like, but look how good we did do based off of all of this life that happened over the year. It was so much. Like, honestly, probably this year will go down as one of the hardest years in our marriage, not collectively as husband and wife, but just all of the outside factors that had happened throughout the year. Um, so much death, so much just like psycho craziness. Anyway, 
I would like to feel like I don't need the reminder. Like I would like to feel like, wow, look how good we did and how much we accomplished based off of what we set out to do. We probably similar to how I felt in 2019. 2018, our word was good steward or stewardship. And um, I felt like we weren't being good stewards of what we had, right? Like we were making good money, it was fine, but like we could be saving, we could be investing, we could be getting our credit scores higher. Like we could be doing so much. We didn't own a house at the time. Um, At the time he was playing professional football, like a lot of money was coming in and a lot of money was going out, but we literally had nothing to show for it. And I'm sure so many people can resonate with that. And yeah. yeah, And I felt like we weren't being good stewards of money. And then I was thinking about like, okay, what does good stewardship mean? Like, and then I was like looking at how we lived and by no means, like we're very clean people, but like my mom taught me to fix my bed every day. Like I wasn't fixing my bed or like my mom taught me to wash clothes every week. I wasn't washing clothes every week. And then clothes would spill to the floor and we would leave them there. And then our shoes would be on the floor. And then like, it was just not what I'm used to. And so I was like, if we want more in every area, we need to be a good steward over what we have. Why would we have anything more if we are not being a good steward over it? So like, we made sure we were like fixing our bed every morning, cleaning the up after ourselves, like putting our shoes away when we came home, like think like small things internally. And then we got on a really good budget. We paid off all of our personal debt. We built our credit scores and we bought a house. And that year I was like, wow, like look at everything we, we set out to do. We did like, I'm so proud of us. I want to feel that way again at the end of the year. Like, wow, look at all the things that we set out to do. And we did them. Um, with integrity, with integrity, because I also set out to be on Forbes. I set out to do a lot of things, but it just wasn't in integrity. Mm, That is so, so good. I love that. I feel like part of that even just begins on like the daily celebration of the things that happen within the day that we, Mm -hmm. we set out to do. And that becomes that sort of compound effect, right? The like 1%. Mm-hmm. So this day into the next and into the next. So I actually cannot wait to follow up with you yeah. at the end of 2022 to hear how it's even better than you could have possibly ever dreamt of. Yeah, it's going to be so good. It is. I know that. I feel that for you. Okay. So. We can tie this in a nice little bow. And I know that you have so much wisdom to share with this question. If you could give your youngest, younger self some advice, and I feel like this advice is like, it's really so potent for for the people listening because obviously we can't go back and give ourselves advice. But if you could give your, your younger self just a piece of advice, what would it be? I think it would be something around self-work um I think my younger self might want to hear something that's more accolade driven if it's going to be like received well (laughs) um but like there's a direct correlation with the amount of self-work you do to the amount of success you'll have and yeah I think that's what it would be then lessons I feel like are shorter because the time to get through 
over and around them isn't as long because you understand the concept of self-talk, all of the habits, all of the choices that you made that led you to this point and how to combat that. There are so many lessons in life that um, you continue to repeat over and over and over and over again until you like pass that level or whatever. And for me, my younger self with respect to codependency and friendship and business and relationships, um, this most recent experience is just a continued pattern, right? And so when you understand that, then you can break the pattern, but until you understand it, it'll keep coming up in your life over and over and over again. So if you're doing the self-work, you understand the patterns quicker. And then you can like collapse time so that you're not having to deal with the excess over time. Yeah. Kind of sounds like radical responsibility or Mm -hmm. radical ownership, right? Mm -hmm. When we take ownership of, of the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So powerful. So, so good. Yeah. Mm. I have to say this conversation was amazing so grateful for you so grateful that you were able to carve out a slice of time to to be here to share to so endlessly grateful for you well thank you I'm grateful for you too I'm glad that we were able to share space in this capacity um thanks for having me on I hope that I was able to at least touch one life with this that would be amazing so wow I know you touched many so how can audience find you what's the best way for them to enter into your instagram would be the best way it's just aisha a-i-s-h-a is my username that would be the best okay you heard it here friends you've got to go follow get in the dms like (laughs) the post learn from from aisha she truly is just a wealth of wisdom very much appreciate you so thank you so much and that my friends is around see you on the next one if you like what you heard stop drop and leave a five star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode as always the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media